to episode 13 of Bitpicking, a podcast about software and product development. I'm Greg. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So what we got on today? Well, this week, Greg, as you know, <laughs> we spoke with Dave Butt. Uh, Dave Butt is a remote worker for Holiday Extras, yep. uh, and we wanted to know what it was like for him working remotely. Yeah, I think we had a great chat with him and interestingly we decided to eat our own or eat his dog food and we recorded the whole thing uh remotely so all three of us were remote so bear in mind there may be some drop in our usual production standards um while we use the the tools that we used but uh nonetheless it came out very cool yeah let's go for it Welcome, Dave. Thank you for joining us uh, for this episode. We're going to talk about remote working. Um, and I understand that you're currently full remote. Um, so why don't we start if you just describe your your setup and, and how, how you do remote working? Uh, yeah, cool. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, so I've been a remote worker. Um, I'm at a company called Holiday Extras at the moment. I've been there a couple of years, fully remote. Um, and basically my setup at the moment is I'm in my spare bedroom. Um, right. I've got a desk and everything as usual. Uh, and um, yeah, and I, I, I dial into meetings, I'm mostly using uh, Google Hangouts, that kind of thing. Um, do a bit of co-chairing using VS Code. Um, and yeah, the company, um, the company has a few remote workers. I'm one of about um four in my section of the business but the wider business has uh 10 or so i think um okay plus some offshore teams which work um completely integrated with the onshore teams as well so similar thing but those guys um uh yeah yeah that's it really okay um, so, so my first question dave is uh at the moment we're 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 eating our own dog food right we're recording this all separate to one another um and i can't see you and i can't see greg and you can't see me um do you think that's a that's a barrier when you're talking to your colleagues um yeah i do i do i think um i think there are certain skills that you develop um being a remote worker that you need um because part of what you gain being in the room with somebody it's not just you hear what they're saying but you also get a sense of um how important it is whether they're joking <laughs> whether they're not joking um we're no, never no. joking no. we're never joking <laughs> but it's a deadly a whole, serious podcast there's a lot of stuff unsaid right that you know that um that you just don't know um and yeah it makes stuff harder i mean, I mean one of the one of the main things which is often uh, talked about as being a, a downside of, of people being remote is like the the lack of being able to kind of whiteboard um and i don't think we've really found a, a a viable solution to that kind of thing um we just have to get around it by talking and uh you know typing words and and that kind of thing um and i think yeah and i think not being able to pick up on cues from people is is also is also the same. We do, however, use video um, relatively often um, in our meetings uh, just to help on Hangouts. You can uh, 
you can you can do video at the same time as screen sharing and you see the little the little um heads at the side so you get a bit of an idea if somebody's sort of desperate to speak or if they're not paying attention right. or all that kind of thing is that like do you have like rules on that you know as a as a sort of remote worker organization have you guys set out a list of do's and don'ts you know because I, I could imagine a, a, a team enforcing video yeah like, I saying, mean, like we we never we never have a meeting without video on you know that sort of thing yeah i mean actually when i when i first started and i was um uh in well you know we had a reg we have a regular stand up as as i'm sure a lot of developers do and um yeah and we we kind of enforced or strongly suggested that everybody should do video just because at that point i didn't really know everybody so well and and it helps to see them and it helps to like build a little bit more uh team spirit or rapport or or what have you so we did kind of enforce it for a while but then i think you know after a couple of months of seeing everybody um at nine o'clock in the morning looking tired yeah. drinking coffee you kind of get the get the gist and don't need to do it anymore so yeah we kind of have toyed with that um we we have we don't really have any like rules um meetings are always remote first is like the kind of the saying so okay any yeah. meeting should be accessible by people not in the office um and as i suppose i should should briefly describe that as well as having some full-time remote workers every, everybody is allowed to work from home like kind of a couple of days a week um oh, okay. uh, and also the business occasionally like runs drills where um, nobody's allowed in the office and everybody works remotely um, just to, you know, for like disaster kind of scenarios or or whatever. So so <clears throat> because of that kind of thing, we kind of we try to make sure every meeting. So all of the regular meetings are, are, have all got hangouts or, you know, by default um, and always. Does, does that stretch? Does that stretch as far as if you're in an office with other people, you all have to dial in separately? Yeah, yeah, so enough, I've, I've seen that um, uh, where I am at the moment, actually, um, I've seen teams enforcing that, even if you're all together in the office, because there are some remote people, everyone yeah. should be on headphones, you know, online. Yeah, I mean, that, the hardest thing in remote, it, the hardest thing in a remote meeting is when you're remote and then there are four people in a room together um yeah. it just doesn't work as well so yeah so morning stand up even if even if the guys in the office are sat next to each other on the same set of desks um everybody dials in i think and that's I do, really smart yeah i mean i do find it very difficult even actually talking here now i find it a little bit difficult to know when i can jump in when can i say things like yeah. And, and you know, especially if people are all clustered in a room together, that is extremely difficult to know. You often end up in that situation where you're just shouting over a load of voices, right? Trying to be be heard, and then you just give up because you know no one can really <laughs> hear the phone in the middle of the middle of the room anyway. Um, yeah. So I can I can I can see that point, but I, but it, I, you know, my my other thought when I talk to people about this, um, you know, everyone should be remote. Is you're kind of you're you're going a bit to lowest common denominator. So you, sh you know, should you should you worsen everyone's experience for the sake of uh, a couple of people that are uh, remote? Yeah, is there is there really benefit from that? Not sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I, uh, 
I think it's an interesting point because I think some of the uh, some of the I, I don't know quite how to describe it, but some of the more advanced skills of doing this job are become much harder remotely. So um, mm. helping other people, uh, influencing other people, talking, you know, sort of having water cooler chats and talking about stuff like that. That is all much, much harder when you're not there. Yeah, I mean, so there's you... in, in any development environment, there's, there's like a, there's this sort of informal back channel, isn't there, where people talk about stuff, uh, you know, not necessarily what they're working on, but it might be, oh, hey, I was playing around with this thing the other day, or hey, have you heard about this other project or that kind of stuff? Do, does that happen? I mean, I don't know if you use something like Slack, you know, do you have that sort of channel that you can have those discussions with people? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, we, we use we use Slack heavily. Um... Uh, possibly too much um, you know there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in slack um, I yeah I, I think you can have those conversations but you kind of have to force them a little bit more which takes away a little bit of the um, I, I don't know uh, it, it's not so easy so I I quite often I might just call up another developer say have you got five minutes and I'll just say oh that thing you were working on tell me about that or you know just not not actually anything to do with what i'm doing right now but just try and have a have a conversation about stuff um but it yeah it is much harder just do, do you find people do that to you do you like do you think that's um do you think that's your personality your your conscious your remote so you're putting a bit more effort in or do you think that um you know i guess the question i wrote down is do you ever feel left out yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. I do, being honest, because um, I don't think that does happen as, you know, very much in reverse. Um, yeah, pe people will, will, you know, when it's time for them to talk about the thing that they're working on and their new idea or whatever, then I'll, I'll be involved and they'll, you know, there's a meeting or whatever. Um, but when it's, you know, uh, embryonic or whatever, and they're just, you know, just ideas are being thrown around or whatever, then I, then I do miss those. And whole, whole, you know, sort of um, massive projects get born um, without me knowing anything about them until uh, they yeah. sort of get formalised. And I don't think, I don't think that would have, you know, my nature is very much get involved in as much things as I can, uh, probably, yeah, yeah. probably to the detriment of, <laughs> of things. But you know, but generally, I like to know what's going on. I like to, you know, chuck in some opinions and and kind of be involved. Um, so that I does. Think, I think that's. I think that sort of thing where projects get born, I think that happens in co-located, if that's the opposite of remote, but, you know, places as well. That seems to be like a common complaint of a lot of organisations that, you know, we we don't know what's going on. I, I imagine it's worse when you're remote, but um, I think there's also, when you're in the office, things are happening that you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I suppose what what I'd sort of like to come round to is the fact that, actually i've kind of accepted some of these cons because for me anyway the pros of being a remote worker from a from a personal perspective kind of outweigh those things and at a certain point in my career those things were much more important to me than they are now i've kind of you know i've evolved my i'm, a, I'm <clears throat> you know a, a bit more long in the tooth i've been around a bit and <laughs> and you know and i'm i'm not like 
trying to get that promotion like no matter what kind of thing anymore i'm much more kind yeah. of like i just want to kind of turn up do a good job um you know do some interesting stuff and uh you know and then concentrate on other aspects of my life which remote working is amazing for that's kind of interesting to hear because i what i read and on twitter and blog posts or whatever i i'd sort of assumed because i don't do any remote work really i sort of assumed it was for want of a better word a millennial thing like this was the new modern way of working and if you're not you know you can't be a decent company in 2019 if you don't offer remote but for you you know you're saying you're on the other end of that scale and it's really suitable for you as well yeah um, yeah yeah i mean it yeah it totally is i mean it there are you know, there are definitely some things which which are hard and certainly as a more senior member of the team kind of doing the things that a more senior head should be doing are, are hard uh when you're remote yeah um but with a family i mean i think you know that for me i've got three kids um and the the fact that i'm you know i go to work uh pretty at the same time as the kids go off to school um they're, they're back at 3 30 i finish at 4 30 and you know compared to finishing at 5 30 and then a 45 minute drive home you know it's kind of 6 30 straight into dinner and bed um compared to that i've got you know i'm finishing at 4 30 we've got a bit of time to go and mess around and then have dinner and you know i just feel so much more present in in my kids lives yeah. um that you know that that really that's a real positive for me it's, it's not for everybody though <laughs> What, what, do you, what do you think is the perception though, Dave, um, from the other people on the team? I mean, do, do you think it's difficult, especially, you know, you sort of said if you're in a fairly senior position, um, you know, do you feel like you're missing out on, uh, you know, for example, being promoted if you're not there in the office being seen? Do you think you're at a disadvantage there? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think, I, I think I'm capable and, you know, and certainly my time at Holiday Extras, I think, has shown that I'm capable of um, kind of moving forward within the team and progressing my career and, and that kind of thing. However, will I ever become, um, you know, would I ever become CTO, say, from a, from a career tra trajectory being fully remote? I, I just couldn't see that happening. I don't think I, you know, beyond the, the bunch of people that I work with, having an influence there is is even more you know difficult there are there are lots of senior people that i really never interact with but if i was in the building i would um so yeah. you know so i think you you yeah you kind of miss out on that um on that yeah. kind of aspect i think i think one thing that's interesting for me uh, is, is, is in the environment that i'm in now in the company that i'm in uh, we actually do have, we also have a fair few remote people, um, including some uh, some pretty senior people. Our CFO works remotely um, and we have developers that are remote and we have some some people who are in sales and things that work remotely. Um, but there is an, uh, a drive now to actually start bringing people together. Not that, you know, if people are already remote, they, they will stay remote, but in hiring, uh, trying to get back to having people in the office um, because the feeling is that it's quite difficult uh, you know we're talking about growing that development organization and the feeling is that's quite difficult if people are remote 
you know, let's get let's get it right first for the bunch of people that are together in the office, and and then you know maybe a couple of years down the line, you've got good enough practices that you can start making people remote. Do you, do you think that's a, a fair assessment, or do you think you can you know yeah. you, you can still grow people that are remote? I don't know how you when you first joined Holiday Extras, how did you get a hold of the the principles and the practices and and the, the people and, and all the P's uh yeah uh you know to, to be able to do your job yeah i mean uh, well, i mean to to kind of stick up for holiday extras w the one thing that um they are really you know really really up on is the culture the culture is um you know it they're very forward thinking it's all there it's all on github in a public repository every every process we have um is there for anyone to read and everybody believes in it and everybody sticks to it and you know you just you, it was so easy to to get immersed in that and to feel like i was a you know i was a holiday extras developer um so yeah if you were if you were lacking that you know the, the that strong culture has, makes it easy or makes it easier to then mm. you know to so we're kind of you know there is a, already a big um you know experienced team um at holiday extra so having having an, a sort of 10 percent remote i think is fairly comfortable for them to to handle if it was you know if it was 50 50 i think it might start to get more tricky to maintain that culture but mm -hmm. you know i think of the size we are and uh, with the kind of um experience in the building and and you know the amount of a belief they have in the way they do things or the way we do things is you know has, has made it work for us so that's quite interesting because i'm this is sort of a little bit different to remote per se but i'm going through that thought process about whether to document our process where i am so in the last year we've gone through a bit of a digital transformation um and actually not a digital one a, an agile one i should say um and so now we've got you know some rules and rules are too strong but you know what i mean we've got that sort of thing you're talking about and i was thinking recently should i write that down or does the act of writing it down start to break that because then it becomes prescribed rather than um sort of uh you know within the team do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's interesting i i suspect the way you write it down is um will have a bearing on that as well um that's true yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. You, I think you have to have it written down. To be honest, I think it has to be somewhere that people can grasp and get hold of and and, and read. Yeah, I suppose my fear was that it would change. So you know, because we we have retros and things don't work, so we change it and that. And then I just thought, am I just going to end up in this perpetual cycle of trying to keep it updated? You know, the classic documentation uh, it, rebuttal. You know, I I think we've I think we kind of have stuff locked down that. Um, that is no longer really up for discussion, but things like uh, like the stuff around the edges, retros and sprints and whatever, how you how you run your team, that that actually varies across the organisation and is kind of for the for the team and the and the project manager uh, kind of person to figure out and and do what they feel appropriate because the business works in all, has all sorts of different kind of customers, so right. those teams work in different ways. Um, 
so that that yeah. isn't so much what we have written down more as you know more technical stuff probably and more kind of you know the coding process rather than the work process if that makes sense oh, okay i did think if i did it i would i would have a rule where it had to fit on one side of a4 and then therefore if i if i got too too far and i was being too detailed it wouldn't fit so i'd have to if i really wanted something on there i'd have to drop something else you know yeah, sure, it, depends on your, it depends on your font size and your DPI, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has no. to be 16 points. <laughs> um, all right, so you mentioned a couple of tools there, Dave, um, and you have uh, throughout the conversation. So I just sort of wonder if our listeners would be quite interested in them. So um, GitHub, that seems like that was pretty fundamental to, to this working, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do, every, everything goes through... Um, GitHub, although we run Jira as well. Um, so, you know, we, we get work through Jira, but then um, create branches, whatever, link to that Jira, and then do uh, pull requests and that kind of thing. Um, okay. So, yeah, GitHub's, GitHub's pretty central, although, we yeah, we don't use issues at the moment, although we're thinking of doing that. But that would double up on the Jira thing, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. So yeah, we're work, trying to work out that. Um, right. But yeah, so but certainly. Sorry, I was going to say so, so, something intriguing, and I, I'm going to take a, a slight technical diversion here, because uh, this kind of fits in with something that I read yesterday, which was a question from someone. It, it was on Reddit, and they were talking about uh, VPN access to their corporate network, uh, and someone pointed out that actually uh, Google. So Google and Google Compute has what they call Beyond Corp, which is like VPN-less access to stuff. So uh, setting up things in such a way that you're not worried about. Traditional IT managers will want everything to be inside a, a, a VPN, right, uh, and a, a firewall network. Uh, and what Google is saying is we don't think that's necessary anymore. When everyone's spread out all over the place, you know, firewalls are a bit of security theater. Uh, so I'm wondering, Dave, whether uh, just on a technical level, do you have VPN access to a network or are all your resources for doing your job out there on the public internet? Um, yeah, no, we do have a VPN. Um, and that's primarily because some of the services that I kind of interact with, um, I can only do so um because of the security constraints of the third parties that we speak to so although our services might be uh on the internet they speak to things that aren't and if i want to kind of um get get down into the sort of deeper parts of the system then i need to be in the vpn um to do that okay um but i i, t I mean I, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned vpn because it tends to be that you know when i'm on the vpn my general uh sort of day is harder you know i think it's just uh you know mm -hmm. the, there are complications with being on the vpn um so i generally am not on it but then just use it when i'm actually like testing or running stuff up um but you know yeah. but using github and everything i can I, I can freely communicate and do the sort of day-to-day bits and bobs without needing to use the VPN. It's only for certain access to certain systems that I need the VPN. Yeah. So let, let's kind of okay. keep on that, that, that technology thought, which is you know, how effective do you think technology is? You know, we all know the, 
the problems of trying to get a conference call together, the I can see you, can you hear me kind of problem. Um, yeah, do, does it work for you or do you think there's room for improvement? Yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. The kind of, the, and anything that involves, you know, the, the small meetings that we have within our team where we use um, Hangouts or Slack calls uh, are generally fine. And, you know, any limitations there are, are known and, you know, everybody just gets on with it. But but normally um, that kind of stuff works fine. The, the meetings, which are much harder, we have a kind of uh, weekly meeting for everybody in the office um, where <clears throat> where the MD will get up and, and talk about stuff and everyone will talk about things. And for a while that was really difficult to, to watch um, because of bad microphones and cameras and things. And it's slowly mm -hmm. getting better, but the, but it's quite a lot of work for the guys in the building to, to make that happen and make that happen smoothly. And sometimes it just doesn't and we end up, you know, the remote people have to watch a recording later um yeah so yeah I mean, it, I, it, it kind of surprises me that that it hasn't been more uh it hasn't been better done yet that kind of yeah, yeah. and certainly i re i remember uh, you remember in our previous employing us but uh, i suppose declaration of interest which is uh dave used to work with us as well um <laughs> and we would um uh you know we would do a show and tell on a friday and there were some people that were remote in other offices and it was so easy to forget that they were on the line. And even though we had a microphone and we had a video camera, uh, you would quite often leave the camera pointing uh, off at the kitchen and the person uh, presenting would stand with the microphone while someone right at the back of the room would ask a question. Uh, and they would ramble on for 10 minutes. And whilst you were remote, you had no idea what was going on, no idea what was being said. Uh, the presenter wouldn't repeat the question. <laughs> When they finally got around yeah. to answering it or with, or you know after 10 minutes of someone in the back speaking the presenter would say yes i agree uh, and, and it is very frustrating but also you know as someone trying to organize that uh it's not easy it, it, it's so easy to forget that you've got people there that need to be told what the question was or need to see who's talking yeah i mean we we have a, an internal conference kind of twice a year um, and the, the the efforts that those guys have gone to to make that work for everybody um, has been great. And so so every uh, room has a dedicated Slack channel, um, and then it'll be on YouTube, and you can switch between the different rooms when you're when you're remote. Um, and all of the speakers read back the questions, and you know everybody's kind of aware that there are a whole load of people not in the room. And as long as everybody's on it, it it works really well. Um, it's yeah. the other meetings with people that don't expect people to be remote or whatever, or think that they can be heard. Um, that yeah, right. that makes it harder. I mean, one simple thing actually that occurred to me because this happened to me in a meeting the other day, which was uh, we had a conference call with some folks, and the camera was at one end of a long table, and then everyone sat down the sides of the table naturally. That's that's what you do, uh, but from the camera position where we were all we could see was the guy at the end of the table and, <laughs> yeah. and most of the people on the edge of the table were actually out of the picture so you couldn't tell who on earth was listening so there's there's some really practical things that just you know that the traditional office is not really built for right yeah and you start to wonder you know how will people how could people remodel their offices to make make that easier because there, there do seem to be some 
physical changes on site that you could and should make to make remote working. Uh, yeah. Well, it's that it's that full remote thing, though, isn't it? You know, maybe yeah. eventually every, everyone just dials in, so nobody leaves their desks and and that kind of thing. Um, you know, isn't there like there's a big employer in Bournemouth that is a bank, and they <laughs> they cut twenty percent of their desks or something, and they said. Um, like no one has an assigned desk. You just you just turn up and you take a desk that's free, isn't yeah, it? That's true, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot desk. Yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, that's for a different different reason, I suppose. That was because they realised that twenty percent of their people weren't in for various reasons. Um, mm. But you can see the extension of that is that you don't have a desk, you know, and you're you're constantly just you know dial in wherever you are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, holiday extras. There are no one. No one has set desks. Um, and as well certainly in the development team and that 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 works fine because like you say sometimes people are in and sometimes they're not especially i mean part of the i think part of the you can have two days at home a week uh is partly because if everybody turned up the office would be too full um so <laughs> it kind of you know it kind of alleviates the stress on the office a little bit by doing that and then having a hot desk on top just means that people congregate you know naturally um, and it kind of works quite well um it's just not very good if you turn up at half past nine or whatever, having had to do the school run, and then there's no desks. Um, but <laughs> well, I, I obviously don't have that problem. But yeah. So you also mentioned, going back to the tools thing, you mentioned VS Code. Um, and I think you said that you use that for collaborative coding. And I've seen over the last you know 15 years, lots of attempts at this. So... Um, I'm, I'm right in thinking this is where somebody else who's remote and you're, you're both working on the same bit of code. So you've got two cursors, that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think VS Code has taken it a little bit beyond um, the kind of screen sharing and being able to type kind of thing. So now you can kind of share uh, the project, if you like, so you can navigate it independently. Um, and you can share a server as well. So when you run up your project, you can both see it, access it on your computer. So you can hit oh, wow. that service and things like that. And that, that for me, that kind of makes the, you know, makes the difference really. Because screen sharing it, it is pretty good if you're, if you kind of know what you're doing and you're in a fairly confined problem. But when you're kind of <clears throat> working with somebody and you want to look at something else and you, you know you've got to kind of have the code open somewhere else and and then go off and do that and then you're not paying attention and so yeah i mean it's definitely made some big strides forward i think for me anyway i i, I think it's it's pretty nice um don't use it heavily we don't do a, a massive amount of pair programming um but when we do it's yeah it's a really helpful tool to have around yeah that sounds really cool Although every time I get into a conversation about this sort of stuff, we seem to always end up at Google Wave. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> Everything's just Wave reinvented, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that's a bit of a meme already, isn't it? And I remember people joke about it. But certainly the last conversation I had was, wouldn't it be great if there was a tool where you could have everything, all of your chat and your collaboration and your documents all in one place? You know, why doesn't someone invent that? And it's like, yeah, they did. And it failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But maybe it's just a timing thing. That's probably a different different episode. Um, so, my last question, really. I'm oh, sorry, Mark, but it's my last one. And then, yeah. um, then is how do you keep yourself motivated? 
you know, you're at home. You've just stolen my last question, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. Yeah, and I mean, this is absolute for me. This is you know, it's been the biggest challenge. I've, I think in all, I've been remote for kind of three years now, and um, my kind of uh, discipline and concentration and things like that have gone through many waves of uh, you know being being good and not being so good um, over the years. Because it, it it's a challenge. There isn't any, you know, kind of nearby. So if you really wanted to, you could you could the um, remote working thing. So you know, so to counteract that, um, uh, I I think a really really good thing to do is have a separate place you go. You know, so definitely don't work on your bed. Definitely don't work in your lounge or in your kitchen. Um, right. It. In, in my previous remote well, or in my previous house, I had a shed in the garden and that worked really, really well because I left the house and I went into a different place. Um, and that helped to sort of separate out that, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to work, I'm in my house. Um, because the, the, the thing, like, it's not so much tempting to go and sit on Facebook or whatever, but the, the temptation to think, oh, you know, I, let me just go and clear up the breakfast things while I've got five minutes or let me just go and, um, you know, do that thing I needed to do because I'm at home. Um, yeah, you actually have to sort of be quite strict with yourself not to get involved in home stuff. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been through a whole load of things. I've been, like, just recording how well I think I've concentrated. So just, like, split the day up into hours and then just give myself an hour, hour, hour of ten for how well I've like been on been on the job kind of thing properly you know honest assessment you just try and kind of uh build up concentration because it because it is harder uh, it's definitely harder what about the reverse do you find that you do a bit more because because it's all there waiting for you and you think oh you know that problem's been really bugging me to sort of go back to it as of course if you yeah if you're not in the office it's harder to do that yeah, I mean, you can, and I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure that's a major problem for me. I'm fairly, I'm fairly good at, uh, you know, work is work and not work is not work. So I've got fairly good at just, you know, parking it, and I'm happy to. But yeah, I mean, it it is there, and it is easy to just, you know, when you finish the day, rather than like, oh, if I don't get going now, I'm going to get stuck in traffic or whatever you can you know you can easily just blow out another 45 minutes at the end of the day just just fiddling around with what you were doing or or, or more um but yeah i don't I, I don't think i'm too guilty of that i think my 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 problem is more the other way around i think um do you ever get lonely dave <laughs> yeah yeah you do uh, it it's, do you... it it kind of sounds a bit it, it kind of sounds a bit strange but some you know sometimes I, i'll get to kind of like Friday and I won't have left like the premises of my house for a, for the entire week. And that's kind of weird. Um, oh, wow. you know, just go and see, go and see other people that aren't members of my family and just kind of you know, interact. Um, yeah. So you, you, yeah, you miss that, I think. And do you, do you have a pair bear that you, you, you can pair with? When, when <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> Well, I try and we, we, we do a thing at the moment where it, we have a kind of stand up, but our stand up's at 9.15, so at nine o'clock the hangout is there and we just jump on and then like deliberately talk about rubbish. 
Um, so we kind of tried to have a bit of a laugh and a bit of a bit of social interaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to productize pear bears. Yeah, I, I mean, think. yeah. Free, well, free shitting with every pear bear. <laughs> uh, I, actually, I've got an idea for this. I was, I was talking to some people about this last night. What if, Dave, tell me if this would work. What if you all had like an echo dot or just an echo? Because, you know, you can do that drop-in thing where you can just say, Alexa, drop in on Dave. And then it just like, like push the talk. It just opens like the audio channel. You should all have one of them. And then you can just talk to each other without the overhead of like getting on Slack and, or calling someone up and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that would be useful? Yeah, I mean, the, the, some of the teams in Holodeck have... Um have tried to just all sit on a hangout like have a hangout open all day which you can just be on and if you want to talk you can talk and you know everybody's kind of got their headphones on so they can hear you or if they don't want to they can obviously leave um yeah i don't know the difficulty with all these things and even our little 15 minute kind of chit chat thing is that it does it can feel forced it's like here you are talk talk to each other talk to me Uh, (laughs) yeah so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how easy that would be to work. I mean, I think we we also talked about putting a camera up in the office and being able to see everybody. Um, but it actually, turns out there's some kind of data protection kind of issues with that kind of thing. Um, oh, really? For us, anyway, because we've uh, uh, you know oh, yeah. because we're handling uh, card transactions and stuff and right, of course, and uh, whatever you have. There's some rules around that whatever it's called pci compliance and stuff so um yeah i i i reckon there's a solution out there that doesn't feel forced and, and maybe it's a bit of a, a solution and also a, a mind mind shift a mindset shift to get to the point where it's not awkward to just go all right mate yeah. <laughs> when you're maybe when you're 300 miles away maybe it's yeah. vr you know as as, a, maybe. as an owner of a vr headset you do think Oh, actually, you can see where this is going, and it's all a bit fun now, and it's all a bit silly and games or whatever. But maybe that's where it's going to get to. I was thinking more of an internet-enabled pair bear with a built-in echo, so that your your yeah, you <laughs> talk to like, you via the bear, and you can talk to the bear. So in, in, a, in a sort of... I'm going with it, guys. I'm going with it. Don't try and stop me. <laughs> So in a dusty barn somewhere, there's like seven <laughs> pear bears all sat around in a circle <laughs> as proxies. For... <laughs> I imagine there's a big stockpile of Furby somewhere that we can repurpose. Yeah. yeah. Actually, do you know what? I'm I'm thinking now. The seven pear bears sat around in a shed. That's a that's a that's a plot for the pear bear movie. Yeah. <laughs> Franchise already. Brilliant, uh, Dave. Thank you so much for your time. It's been great to speak to you, even with it being remotely. Yep, yeah, and you guys. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Happy remoting. So what did you make of that, Greg? Really cool. Yeah, um, a little bit jealous, actually. I think he's, uh, he's got himself into quite a nice little yeah. position there. I think I'd get myself nice. some comfy pyjamas <laughs> if I was working remotely. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. What was really interesting, actually, that didn't come up uh, in that interview was that uh, Dave actually moved um, yeah. because he was working remotely, uh, was able to um, to actually move a fair distance from where he was originally yeah. um, and find uh, the, the right place for him and his family. So that's a great, uh, cool. great advert for working remotely, I think. Yeah. And I think he told me that the stipulation was he had to have a minimum of three 
megabits on his broadband. <laughs> and he had four. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like that. It was Because, you know, he was able to move somewhere, you know, slightly yeah. more remote than you might usually because of not needing to travel to an office. So he can work as long as no one's watching Netflix. Netflix, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, that's good for this episode, Greg. Yeah, it was really good. Let's talk again soon. Cheers, Mark. Bye. Bye. Don't hang up. Oh. <laughs> he hung up. <laughs>